This is Agronomy Moment. I'm Wendell Cohen. Hey everybody, this uh, podcast is, web, is a web video that Clint Prang and I had a little over a month ago, but in my opinion, it still is relevant today, here a month later, and even if you listen to it in December, or through your family Christmas holidays, or next New Year, or while you're driving truck, or putting on anhydrous, I think it still provides insight into our supply chain and input um, situations that we're facing in agriculture farming right now. Enjoy. There we go. All right, we're starting. Okay, I see that says recording in progress. So we'll just uh, get started here. So just want to welcome everybody here to this podcast normally i'd say i was the host but clint frank <laughs> who's joining me here today started all this since i was in the combine and for some weird reason um i don't know why they don't hardly want you to do it from a mobile device they want you to do it from a computer or whatever so today i'm out here in the combine i had some thoughts going through my mind and clint Prang has been on here before a year ago and as you may remember he has a background in finance He's worked for SCS Financial, if I remember right, Clint. Correct. Yep. In yep. the in the past, as what was your role there? Uh, I was a loan when officer. I mean, bought, bought, I mean, I yep. think assistant vice president, but yeah, loan officer, pretty much is what I was doing. Yep. And so, as uh, some of the thoughts I've been thinking here recently, as it relates to our current economics, if you want to call it that, in farming and agriculture, and then our supply chain issues we have. So. We're going to dive in, ask a few questions, talk about going forward. Do we need to pivot from some of the fundamental ways that we've been operating in the past, you know, with sort of like what I call just in time logistics, where we purchase products, maybe we prepay them, but we take delivery and we plan to use them or return them. And we don't like to sit on anything and try to be as lean as we can as a farm. Does that change with our supply chain? Them are some of the things I wanted to talk about. And before I jump into this, I'm just going to preface this with this thought is some of this stuff we're going to talk about is candid and open, and it just depends. Like as John Skinner, our agronomist says, when it comes to agronomy and we're asking general questions, it just depends on our situation. But the goal is, is to air and share and to open up different avenues of thought, different ideas different plans that could be formulated this time of year and going forward. So, well, and I'll, anything and I'll, we need to. Well, and I'll preface that too, Wendell. I mean, uh, yeah, I am, I am by no means an expert in logistics or um, I don't have any degrees on those parts of pieces of it. Uh, but, yep. but yeah, and then also for your audience. So, so I think the last time I was on this podcast, I, I think I helped, uh, helped you have the all time least amount of viewership. So I don't know if that's going to happen again or not. But, uh, <laughs> no. I don't recall that part of it. <laughs> But but uh, um, yeah, and my my tendency is is to probably uh, if you look at my personality, I I may tend to take a little bit more risk than the average bear uh, sometimes, and so so yeah, if, if some sure. of your viewers are thinking, man, that guy's way out there, there there's a reason for that. That's just that's just who I am. So, <laughs> yep, <laughs> glad to be on here. That's for, yeah. Thanks a lot for joining. And uh, so I'm going to start with just what we've been talking about is supply chain that sort of thing and looking at it 
not necessarily even from a logistical standpoint, but what are your thoughts going forward sure. with farmers and planning next year with their problems where you, or I should say some of the challenges we're facing? Yeah, <clears throat> no, I, I, you sent me that, uh, that idea on a Saturday morning and I thought, man, that's an interesting topic because you can go a lot of different ways with it. And, you know, you said something there that I think is, is key earlier and that talked about fundamentals and, uh, you know, no matter what the situation that you're in, I don't care if we're talking about business planning, if we're in a crisis um, of, of maybe even different sorts, uh, knee-jerk, rea- knee-jerk reactions typically aren't the right reaction to make. And so I always go back to fundamentals, profit and loss, uh, P&L. And then also thinking about from a big picture thinking, you know, I think, um, I think one of the, some, some, sometimes some of the mistakes that we can make in, in production ag is we do get caught up uh, in the year-to-year cycle. And, and the reality is we're, we're in this, well, all of us typically are in this for a, hopefully a lot longer than just a one-year cycle. You definitely have to be a paying yes. attention to the year cycle, but looking at your five-year, your five-year plan, your 10-year plan, and then also tracking back to your historicals as well too, that's that's the trying to bring it all in bring all the information into one versus yes. just trying to think about it from a year to year basis and so i know that's the right that's the thing right now i heard over the weekend you knowing anhydrous up this direction i'm not trying to cause any any fear mongering i've heard twelve hundred dollars a ton um yes. you know all of a sudden now and of course we've all heard p and k prices and we've heard people well, you might not be able to get your hands on this, you know, on, on fungicides or insecticides, you know, you name it. Um, yes. Because the reality is, I mean, yep. supply supply constraints are it's it's a it's a factor. It's impacting all segments of business, not just not just the ag input side of it. Yes. And so just talking about that just a little bit, we're talking about those inputs and like fertilizer, like, mm-hmm. is there a kind of a thought to go forward? Like on one hand, you can get all afraid and say, I've got to buy it all up and I'm going to have to put yeah. it all in no matter the conditions. And I'm just going to try to get it on my field and yeah. if I can get my hands on it. And, or, or do I just need to be relaxed and say, it'll, it'll happen. Or, <laughs> or, or is there some thoughts there on, you know, well, looking at that as a yeah. fundamental sure. ideas, you know, that's some of the things the questions on the ground we're getting is, um, how's it all going to transpire and what should we, right. Is there anything really to do differently? Yeah. Well, Hey, it depends, right? Uh, you already said that, but I mean, I think yeah. everybody, yep. everybody's situation is definitely different. I, you know, so when I think about an input, that's like fertilizer, for instance, something I know I'm, my crop is always going to need fertility every year. Okay. Yes. And whether I'm, whether I'm buying that synthetically, whether I'm, I'm using my bank that's in the soil, I have to have it every year. And so, my thought on fertilizer, um, and again, this may be over the part where I'm, maybe I'm a little crazier, um, you know, ownership is yep. nine-tenths of the law. Um, and so ownership with fertilizer is, it, it is twofold. I mean, it, it could literally be in that soil bank, um, or it could be yes. it could be in storage someplace. Um, I could take positions on the market and try to protect myself to some degree, which that could be a little volatile right now um, on, yes. on some of those ends of it, you know, trading natural gas, those types of things. But, but yep. I do still think on fertilizer, ownership's nine-tenths of the law. And so if, if an operation is in a spot where you can spend some more money this year, um, that is an area where I'd, I'd probably say I'd, I'd either be putting more of that in the bank, in the soil bank, or, you know, if I could grab yep. some more of that um, just, just to be a little bit ahead. Now, again, if, if you've, if you've um, that this is where also the benefits come into doing 
uh, annual soil sampling, um, knowing where you're at, knowing where your yield levels are at versus what was in the soil bank. You know, if, if, yes. it, if, if we had a crystal ball, I could tell you for sure what to fertilize for next year, right? But uh, right. But I probably wouldn't be on this podcast with you if I had that crystal ball. Um, but uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the reality is, though, if I have a pretty good idea of where I'm at, then, then I can start talking about doing things to cut back if, if I am far enough ahead. But if you don't have that information bank there, that, that cutting back piece can be a one-year site that could cost you for four, five, six years. Um, okay. You know, I just, just yeah. I've seen soil fertility train wrecks happen in my, in my past on, on that end of it. And, and does it happen all the time? No, it doesn't. You know, we, we, yeah. you may, we may cut back and have a drought next year. And you look yes. like a, you look like a, a, a complete, uh, um, you know, genius for that type of uh, yes. scenario. But, I don't know. Banking on a failure every year, I feel like, is never a, a great thing to be going out from a business-wise sure. standpoint. Because um, we've, we've got things, right? We have things that we didn't have um, at points in, in the ag career. We've got crop insurance. We have some of those commodity protections that, that are, yep. are going to be there for us. And, and, and again, this gets into a deeper piece of it. But, you know, you start thinking about long-term projections on 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 demand for food and such. I mean, it looks like it's going to be strong. Um and we yes. can get into a whole conversation around China and stuff and how, how that could all change. And, well, yeah, it, it could all change. Absolutely. But I mean, I guess I'll go back to, sorry, I, I kind of got a long winded response to your question here, but for fertilizer for specifically, sure. I, I, so know where you're at on your soil levels, know how much money you have to spend. And, and if that may be a spot there that you could potentially put more money into and that investment's not going anywhere, if that makes sense. Um, you know, yes, the, like the P and K for sure. You know, it's not, it's going right. to bind to the soil and stay right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I'm talking about good fundamental, uh, fertilizer. So, I mean, I, you know, if you ask me that question when it comes to, um, some of the, uh, micros and those types of things, I, I'm again, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you on micros and such, well, where are you at on our macros? Because we, we shouldn't be starting to manipulate micros until we have macros, uh, taken care of. In place. Um, and so I'm kind of, going to go with this little idea and i'm going to ask you that as a question if you were a lending officer Mm -hmm. and from a or from a business perspective um if we don't know what our soil is i heard you mention soil tests so maybe soil tests a little more often if it's been two years maybe do it again and then we can make a precise maybe more of a precise application that well, potentially could save something or yeah and, and i mean and if you've got tests within two years and you have yield history I, we ought to be able to track that back right um you know okay. probably the probably the, the one wild card in some of that would be because uh, right it's you know hey a bushel of corn and a bushel of beans takes xyz pnk all right well i've got that you right know, somewhat in our in our, in our yes. banks for, um but the thing that's probably a little trickier is actually ph um and i don't, I don't know sure um, you know, how much you guys face this down your all's neck of the woods, but we can get into some, uh, potentially acidic soils, uh, up this direction in Northeast Missouri and some other spots, yes. uh, where we've, where we've used, uh, you know, um, nitrogen fertilizers that might be a little bit draining on that. And then, and then I, I go yes. back to again too, man, we, we have been so somewhat barely blessed with yields the last several years. I think that's probably the thing that we, people got yep. to watch or watch out a little bit is that. If we don't know what those soil tests were and we start tracking back to our, our, our yields, especially on bean yields, you know, 
you know, 60 bushel beans yes. remove a lot of fertility from that soil um, and actually don't put yes. a whole lot of organic matter back into it. Um, yes. And so that's just a lot of factors you have to be kind of playing into that a little bit. But yeah, I, but you, meant, you, it, but you it, did mention pH and that is right. a good point. Like what you're saying that yeah. depending on what your your base pH is or whatever they call that BPH. Um, it can move fairly quickly sometimes, but overall you're saying if you have two year soil tests, maybe th three or four even, or whatever, yeah. I mean, you can still make a good conscientious decision. And my, my rule of thumb is, you know, four, four years on every farm, four years, every farm and, and yield maps. Okay. Now I'm not saying that is the, there's probably some people that are again, much more experts than I am, but it just seems like I've been able to, I've been okay. able to make the best educated guess from four years out. And I will say. I've never, and then I've, I've cross-checked that where I wasn't necessarily vastly surprised at what the yield levels, or excuse me, the, the, the soil test levels look like after that. You get out, out four years, it's just a lot of different yes. things and factors can change there. Plus, back to that pH piece of it, I just uh, I just like to yeah. really have my handle on that because that, that is the fundamental piece around availability of what nutrients you do have in the bank. I mean, that... That's something I've, I've worked with some people on in the past, actually, is where, where we you look at soil test and they, you know, they were actually throwing money away yes. by putting more P&K on every year. And so we took that expense yep. out of the scenario, pretty close, minimalized it, but, but spent yes. some of that money on lime and getting that piece of it yes. done. And all of a sudden, we were actually able to start capturing what was already in that bank uh, versus a lot, yes. of it was, a lot of it was locked up. And that's not yes. a... That's not a quick fix, you know, you know, depending on when you put your lime on and, you know, it, it does sometimes take some time down for that, that to break down and work through the soil profile. But it, it's, it's back to, you talked about one of the fundamentals. If I'm just always putting on a, um, I don't know, you know, uh, your, your standard rate of, of uh, P and K, probably yes. time to step back. And if you haven't taken a pH sample for a while, time to step back and do a pH sample or a soil, soil test to figure out what pH is really at. Yep. But I kind of, if I grab the gist of all this is some of these things are important because it helps us to make decisions. You know, it's good to make a decision that's based upon the data, right? Yeah. Instead of a knee-jerk reaction of, I'm not going to fertilize this next year because I can't afford it. Rather, look at the soil samples. Just take a little, maybe a harder look if you haven't yeah. been and, and study some of those tests and see if there's a way that we can be more strategic and mm -hmm. placing the lime or whatever needs to be done. And, and just pay attention, I guess, because when it is expensive, you do want it to be effective. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's kind of what I'm catching through the gist of our conversation is yeah. pretty much. And then I'm going to jump to chemical. Sure. Um, um, so some thoughts have been given out there is at least this was a sales pitch I've heard one time um, uh, about a week or so ago from a certain company. They were saying, well... There's a lot to be said on American companies producing American herbicides and chemicals. Any thoughts on that, on whether that's a good platform to go with? I'm talking soybeans, maybe, in-season sure. availability. Or is sure. that even a worry? Like, Or where are we at on some things like that? Yeah, I mean, first off, I mean, you know, I love American-made products. Um, you're probably not sure. going to find anybody that doesn't bleed more red, white, and blue than this guy right here. Yes, um, I know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I know that. But, you know, the, the reality is we do live in a global market. And, you know, um, I, I, I guess I'd be very leery of someone promising right now in, in the supply chain challenges that we're in. Just because it's made here doesn't mean every component is made here. Um, you know, sure. and, and 
that's just the reality that we're in right now as a world economy. And there's some benefits to that, you know, definitely a lot sure. of a lot of diversity in that scenario, but at the same time too, a lot of dependence, unfortunately, probably in some so so even though some of the base chemistries may not necessarily be manufactured, you know, the what what it comes packaged in may not be manufactured overseas components of those products may be ma manufactured overseas. Yes. I guarantee you yes. parts of the factories that manufacture the products are made overseas. And so no different yes. than you and I, you know, on our own farms, if, if, a, if a piece of equipment breaks down, um, I, you know, unfortunately anymore, a lot of the, some of the, some of the major parts, I can't just run to town to pick up that part to have that put in, you know, I've, that, that may be at a different location or in some situations it may be in a container yes. ship overseas someplace right now or sitting wanting to dock. So, yes. um, yeah, I, to me, again, that's one of those things about having all the information in and to make the best educated decision. Uh, am I, if you, are you always going to see me stand up and pound my fist about supporting American made products? Absolutely. Yes. Um, Use someone using that as their way of trying to tell you that it's going to be oh it's guaranteed you're going to have it. Uh, there are no guarantees in life besides taxes yes. and death. So uh, yeah, exactly. And, and in another spot, I mean, another guarantee in life is a love, our love and of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, but that's not going to guarantee I'm going to have my chemistry for me next year. For sure, it rains on the just and the unjust. I guess. Amen. Um. But, you know, look, and I appreciate what you said there. I think that kind of helps shed some light from my perspective, too, on, on that part of don't look at a decision maker. If it's the wrong thing for your farm and that's your full decision, is I'm going to try to make sure I've got the supply chain figured out. I want to make sure this chemical is coming from a really good source. Well, what if that doesn't work and you are unhappy with the platform you are on because it wasn't working? You know, Absolutely. For you, yeah. You know, and Absolutely. so wherever we're going is make sure it's right for you and your farm. And it makes sense for what you're trying to do. Yes. Um, yes. This covers a lot of what I was trying to really ask into. And it just kind of mm -hmm. helps enlarge. And, but yeah. you know, I'm still going to go back here. I'm going to circle back and talk a little bit about again, the just in time theory. And the reason yeah. I'm going down that road is I read an article I normally don't open up some of these magazines that come in the mail, but once in a while I do. My grandpa usually gives me a, a heads up. He'll say, hey, you need to read this article because he reads them all. Sure. But I read this one article about um, far eliminating farm waste, and it really intrigued me. It was enough that I started doing a little studying on it and trying to figure out, you know, farm waste. What are we talking about? Is there waste in our time? Or what's all of our resources we could be yeah. possibly wasting? And, and that's kind of what kind of govern this whole podcast. And awesome. that's why I want to have hear what you have to say a little bit down that line is they talked about just-in-time deliveries. Well, yeah. Toyota kind of streamlined that back there in the day with their what they called the Toyota way, um, yeah. where parts would arrive just in time. But <laughs> what's your thoughts on a farm well, and um, farm waste and or just go? So, well, no. So, I mean, I, I, and I totally understand again, the, the premise behind what we're talking about, because at the end of the day, what just in time or even doing the things that we've always done them this way, what that really is, is a function of convenience. Okay. And a function of convenience reality is, is I, I, I don't want to worry about that. So let's just, let's just, and that, that, that simplifies yes. it down probably too much. And I don't mean to 
insult mm-hmm. anybody in that process. So please, because I because I fall victim to that as well too. I mean, I I I, like, I don't want to worry about it, so I'm just going to do it that way. And that that to me is probably some of the areas that some of the biggest waste does occur at at the farm gate. You know, um, you know, anytime that you take the decision further away from where it's act, the action actually occurs. And that's, that's, that's leads a chance for error because those further away decision factors have something other than the farmer's profitability at the heart of them. And it's it's because it's, it's, it's not because it's a bad, bad space. It's just, and again, I, I, we use a retailer on our farm to do spraying on our acres. And, you know, at the end of the day, they do a, they do as good a job as they possibly could do. But the reality is they're not paid on my profitability. They're paid upon their profitability. And and now, yes, yes you could say, well, shoot, if they don't do a good job, they're going to get fired. Well, that's absolutely right. So they try to do a good job. But at the end of the day, that, that machine yes. and that operator, they're worth so much per acre, uh, per hour, per day for that, that local uh, um, farming business or in- entity yes. in- input business. And so, so um, you know, that's, that's a good and give. Go ahead. Sorry. To give an example. Oh yeah, but I just I remember what you were saying there about um, trying to re- rephrase what you just said. But you're mm-hmm. talking about sometimes that's just kind of a, a symptom of not wanting to deal with it at the time or or whatever. What do you giving me an example of what you're talking about a little bit? Like mm-hmm. um, sure, sure. Well, like well, I'll, um, well I'll, I'll give you an example as far as like a okay, well. Back to the fertilizer piece of it. Okay, so we're we're having a deep discussion around, uh, you know, you and I just did about about some of the logistics behind it. What's some theories yes. behind it? Um, yep. Some some folks don't want to have that conversation, and they so they'll just call up the retailer and say, "Hey, I want to raise sixty bushel beans next year. Go ahead and hook me yes. up with what I need." Well, if the fertilizer guy doesn't take the time to ask the questions, to do some more probing themselves. Again, sure. the farmer has essentially put that part of his management into the hands of of the retailer, which, <clears throat> hey, sure. that retailer may be spot on. You know, hopefully that, that person's a really good guy. They're doing a little bit of research. They've sure. earned that trust. But, but the reality is they can only make a decision as good as what information they've been given or the questions and sure. discussion that's happened. And so they may, be, they may be undershooting that farmer. They may be overshooting that farmer. Um, but... Sure. But that reality is that at the core of it, the farmer's like, you know what? That's just a risk I'm willing to take because I don't want to. I don't want to mess with that. Um, gotcha. You know, uh, yeah. So that that would be that would be a real example or example that I've I've seen play out many times. Yes, and okay, that makes sense to me. I'm tracking there yeah. now. You know, I yeah. think another one I've I've seen too is, you know, kind of tying that comment that you're talking about with soybean herbicide platforms. Um, you know, I've 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 had some people say, well. I got to check to see what my retailer is going to spray next year, or I got to see what they're going to do. And I, and yep. again, this is just my, maybe my, my personality here a little bit, but I'm like, wait a minute, I'm the one that writes a check. Okay. As a farmer. Right. Uh, right. They're, they're either going to do what I want them to do, or I'm going to go to somebody else to do what, what I needed to do. And, and that's just, yes. <clears throat> again, my, my personality is probably a little bit that way. And, and I, and well, I but it, gotta work in harmony too. Yeah, sure, you have to work at Harmony, but at the other hand, what I think what you're getting at is sometimes there are situations that's best for the crop, best for me, best for the farmer, whatever you want to say, best for yeah. the grower agronomically, but one feels handicapped that you can't even do that because someone's unwilling to provide their piece to that. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. You know, and that and that's really the real answer is is what's what's the best for the success of the operation. That's where we yeah. start, and that's where a farmer needs to look at. So. Well, yep, and the totally. other thing, the other thing is too, in, in times like this, I just, you know, we, you, you, you and I talk about in our world of relationship, relationship in the business. I, I, I'm a big advocate relationship still in the ag business, ag world still control all. And so, you know, that's why it's so important to have you have a circle of our table of influence. I always call it as a farmer yes. where that, that is my fertilizer guy that I trust. That is my ag finance yes. guy that I trust. Uh, I, I want their perspectives on it because I know each of those individuals, they're going to treat it just like their butt is in my seat at the production table. Um, yes. And, and man, if as a farmer, if you were ever listening to those people talk at your center of influence and you never, yep. you don't get the feeling that, that they, they would, they would treat this, they would treat this farm just like it was their own. You got to start yep. asking your, yourself what, you know, are they, do they have my best interest or their best interest? And those, yeah. that's another area of waste that I see. I just, just, again, back to doing it, always doing it that way that we've always done it. That's great. But yes. if that, if that person is there for a transaction and not necessarily on what makes you succeed, that's, yes. that's a tough, that's a, that's a tough one for me to swallow. Yep. I think you've talked about that before, before about operations, having that trusted advisor, they're, they're, group of trusted yeah. advisors sitting at the table yeah. and yeah. Uh, making sure that's on tack. Um, what about time management? How much value is there? That's not a big deal, right? We sit around <laughs> all winter waiting for spring. So, <laughs> Oh, I could, uh, I could, I don't know if I could ever write a book on this, but I would, I would, uh, not cause I haven't figured it out, but yeah, time management is huge. And, and, uh, yeah. And so you've been around me probably, you know, I don't like to let a lot of grass grow underneath my feet either. Or, um, and <laughs> yep. none, none of us in production ag do, right? I mean, I think that's one thing we've probably yep. all realized, especially coming out of coming here out of the pandemic. I mean, you know, the, the time that we have on this earth is, is precious. And so um, yep. make sure you're doing all that you possibly can be doing and make sure what you're doing matters. But um, man, I, I tell you, that's actually something though. Uh, uh, had a, had a week of meetings last week with some fellow colleagues um, within Bex, and and you know one of the takeaways I had coming out of that is is continue to look for opportunities to uh, pass off responsibilities. And I I'm blessed. I, I have a lot of really great people around me, and I really I, yes. I've done a lot of that because I've got some people that are always asking for more. But you know, I've just yep. I, I think that's a good lesson. I was even thinking about that in my own farming operation. So then again, back to convenience, right? I mean, if I can give off, if I can give away this responsibility, but then giving away that one responsibility frees me up to make five or six, seven, eight, nine other decisions that have a much yes. potentially bigger impact at the end of the day. That's that's a win-win situation. And so yes. um, that 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 on the time management and taking time to think through that. I mean, I think that's. That's huge. Unfortunately, again, right? We 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 sometimes make those. The thing I love about farmer farmers and farming because, man, we can make a split decision sometimes and just roll on right then. That's um, right. Sometimes, though, the problem is we made a split decision and we rolled on. So, you know, those, <laughs> right. uh, we well, adapted. It, we adapted, right? Yep. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like, I'm just going to give a very basic example, but, you know, trying to make a decision, what kind of computer you need for your office and, and you can stress over all the specs and everything. And finally, I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, this isn't really where a farmer yeah. needs to spend all his time being the latest 
on this? Like, is there a way that somebody that knows this stuff can just tell me this is what I need to do? And, yeah. <laughs> and then I can go out there and make, go out there and walk yeah. my fields or something. And that where it really makes, you know, where the time really needs to be, I guess. Well, is, and, and not every operation. Growing corn and soybeans. Right. And not every operation is like this either. I mean, I, you know, you don't have the manpower that you can have. Hey, this is something you absolutely love doing. We need to make sure you're doing a lot of that every day. Uh, that's, sure. that's, that's, you know, that's the best thing, you know, there's, and there's always going to be parts of jobs that, that you don't enjoy doing, but, um, you know, yep. that, that's just, that's just life though. And, and, and when you change yep. kind of the lens, the way you look at those things is that's not something I don't like doing. That's a chance for me to grow today. Um, that's that, that changes yep. that takes that, uh, hurdle and turns it into an opportunity potentially. Unfortunately, there's some days yes. that you have a lot of hurdles thrown at you and not much roadway too, but yeah, that's know, right. Uh, yep. that's, that's the way you get a You make a muscle stronger as you put it under strain. Right. So, yep, for sure. Now, Anything no, else I, that, well, I want your perspective anything? window. I mean, you had, you had some great ideas there. Or you had some thoughts. I mean, tell me about some things you guys are doing on your farm that you feel like maybe is, are you, or maybe you haven't taken action on any of that just yet, but have you done some things or sure. with the current? current climate well, uh, of things are a little part bit different. Of it, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I guess it, it seems like it's always a constant battle to kind of, you're on that slippery slope where what was efficient last year, two years ago is no longer, but right. you know, the, with my role as a seed dealer and spending time with agronomy and trying to do things like that, obviously I face different time challenges or efficiency challenges or waste challenges that maybe others don't but one of those might have been something like where we're paying somebody to drive truck in the winter time right they're they're a broker's picking it up at the bin and we're kind of monitoring what we're actually paying them what it's costing to get it to the right meals and making sure it's it's reasonable but um i don't know i that's what i've just been questioning is where are we at with everything and because at the end of the day, I feel like we want to be efficient and not waste and be good stewards of what we have. I think it's all goes back to that, too. Well, and, and I think it's a thing to be thinking about, too, because I, I mean, I, I, I told people at the beginning of this spring, I said, um, you know, the uh, you know, I thought toilet paper last year was a good glimpse into what would happen when people thought they might not be able to get their hands on something they may or may not need. But, but just because they had the extra money, they're going to go ahead and get their hands on it, right? And, and man, toilet paper was a great example of that. And, and I think you're starting to see some of that in, um, you know, the ag chem world. Uh, you know, I, I had, I, I've, I've heard, of course, we've all heard some of the horror stories going to next year on inputs. I've actually heard some some suppliers say, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm feeling okay yeah. because, because for the last, last year or, or year and a half, I've been buying 125X of what I needed the prior year. And so, you know, you've, you've got that kind of stockpiling we'll call it going on or i shouldn't call it stockpiling right because because really at that point in time they were just trying to make sure they were covering their bases they had some extra money um and so that that was a way of spending that money to probably avoid paying some taxes and then again you know putting some stuff in the bank for them to have availability the coming year sure i think that's a good point i think some of the things we've tried to do too is just try to be fairly good at documenting wet years and dry years and understanding there is a nitrogen difference Yeah, and we don't know what next year is, but just knowing what ranges you might be looking at. Um, Cause sometimes, you know, it's sometimes just knowing certain ranges kind of helps you 
know when you're 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 okay everything's yeah. fine um like you just mentioned is instead of just stockpiling or i think it's really awesome that a lot of chemical companies allow you to put stuff on john deere for zero percent you can put fungicides there insecticides right. you don't have to take delivery on them yet and a lot of times anyway yep and and then if you don't need it there so far they've been generous enough to allow you to make that decision right on the fly, but you know you've got it that you can call it up at a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. um, like you mentioned before, just trying to bring, make a decision so that there is the options available, but try to push as much final decisions to the time that you need it if, if possible. Yeah. As many of those things that can happen, not everything can. I mean, you know, I think a few years ago we went to split strike nitrogen applications yep. so we can make those decisions in season according to the rains we've had and right and i've been very happy with that yeah that's but, i was actually going to use that as an example i mean that's that's the thing that yeah if you've always been putting a base rate of 160 pounds down in the spring or or yep. say you're even in a fall application you know what better yep. and we know we know side dressing nitrogen it, I mean, that's one of our pfr proven strategies right i mean it's it's yes. proven to to increase yield and effectively, technically, actually increase efficiency in our in ROI. So why not back down yeah. some of those rates? And if we can need to, if we've got the rainfall that, or we have potentially the growing season, right? I mean, yes. the the models only, and I'm not necessarily talking about nitrogen models. But I don't care if it's a financial model, a nitrogen model, or even just the yeah. just just the intuitiveness uh, as far as thinking about what the what the season's going to bring. It's much better the more yep. information that we have, and I there's no way in the month of March I'm going to for sure know how this this growing season is going to play out. I mean, the good folks That's at right. MWX they, they try to give us our best analysis of what's going yep. to happen, but we all know that 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 can be flawed as well too. Even though those folks are pretty darn accurate, sometimes it's scary. By the way, how yep. accurate they are. <laughs> um, exactly. I don't own stock in that company, but I'm just telling you, it just it just scares me. <laughs> I, I I tell you, that's yep. probably one of the one of the things I watch. I, I need to get back in the habit of it. But growing season, every week at least, I'm checking how how and that's one of those models, right? That if I can make some predictions right. based upon what they're telling me, no, I, that, that doesn't exactly. mean I completely change my entire farming operation because of. Well, I heard the guys at Bam WX say this, but it's another piece of information that I can make an educated decision on at that point in time. Exactly. I I think that's spot on what you just said. Sometimes I think too throughout the year it's nice to make assessments in your field as you know somewhere around that getting close to tassel on you could start counting rows around if you take the time to do it or ask your back yeah. seed dealer to do it for you. you but <laughs> you, you know you can start to assess uh, most years if you're documenting because that's what a lot of times what I like to do is do yield checks not because I think that's the yield but because it's another point in the growing season where you can decide where we're at. And historically, when we have a yield estimate here, we kind of end up over here. And that's yeah. what I've been tracking. And things like that can help one say, you know, the risk is high that we're going to be here at least. Does that quality, does that mean that I should, you know, apply some more nitrogen or things like that, I guess. Yeah. But No, um, Oh, I had another thought. You were, you were there talking oh, yeah. on that, but I, it slipped my mind. Sorry, I was listening to you. Kind of got deeper deeper into your conversation point than what I was than I was planning. So I got to listen <laughs> to you and trying to formulate my own thought at the same time. That's dangerous. I, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't do that. 
<laughs> it happens. Oh, it happens all the time. Well, hey, you know, and you talked about that earlier, kind of going down this pathway about you know maybe some of the fear mongering that's going on out there in the marketplace, and and you know, yep. Um, and you weren't necessarily saying that that was fear mongering, but that is that's another reason I I sometimes again yep. my natural tendency. Uh, is to always pump the brakes whenever I feel like I'm being pushed into something, and and, yes. and you know I've and, and right you know the the P and K sh- potential shortages those are potentially a, a real thing, right? Or you've got yes. some that say, oh yeah, it's absolutely going to be a real thing if you don't get it all if you don't get it all on by X Y Z, um, you know you aren't going to get yep. on type of thing. And just I guess my, my yes. comment around that is is always make sure you're ground truthing those types of things. You know, I, I don't think fear, well, I'm not a big proponent of fear anyways, but fear yes. is not a reason to make that knee jerk reaction. I mean, I talked to yep. somebody the other day that was talking to I me. Mean, these are t- typically individuals that never lock in fertilizer prices in advance and that's fine. Uh, but they, they finally made the decision to start doing that this year. And they said, well, I just, if I don't do it, I don't think I'm going to be able to get my hands on it, which right again, uh, that may be the best business decision for them. I'm not. I'm not saying don't lock in fertilizer prices. Don't don't dare hear me say that. However, exactly. however, what I am saying is what I could tell was they hadn't done a lot of ground truthing on that example to determine if that truly was in their best interest of their business. And so, I think I think you're you summed up very well. And market guys have a have a girl they girl's name they call that right Tina. There Tina. is no alternative. <laughs> when you hear when you when Tina comes around and begins to talk to you, there is yeah. no alternative. Like you're saying, as you pump the brakes and and take a pause and say, "Is this ground truth? Is this factual? Yeah. Um, how much do we actually really know about this? Um, because she's she, she'll take people for a ride in the market game. Oh, it, it's an emotion <laughs> side of it too. I mean, it really is, right? Yep. But, and fear. Well, I, well, I talked about, I'm not a big fan of fear. I mean, fear drives a lot, um, shoot, I yep. mean, it, you know, um, but, but that, that's an emotion, right? It's not a, it's exactly. Not, yes. It's not a real thing. It's a very real emotion, but it's not, it's not a, it's not with which one we typically say I, we should make a ton of decisions based upon whether you're up here high or you're down low. That's usually somewhere in the middle is the best place to truly make good decisions. Of course. Yes. So Sometimes the best teacher is experience from that. And I, I know I've at least been on, on both sides of that before. I'm sure you have too on the, the yes. uh, up and down about making decisions. But uh, yeah, just, just, um, I, that's where I go back to again. I go, that's a, I go back I, to those I'm, relationships. Those relationships that you have are a good relationships. Those are yes. worth their weight in gold. Uh, they, cause they will yep. not steer you the wrong direction. The, and, those relationships could also be those people that can say, Hey, wait a minute. I'm not that fearful about it. Yeah. We've got some alternatives. We've got some other ideas that we can do if this one doesn't work or this plan isn't the best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's give it a few days. <laughs> we'll make well, it a good decision. And those relationships are typically also very well connected with other relationships too. Um, you know, that's, I think some of the best advisors that I've ever had the pleasure to be around, I mean, they, they realize they don't have the answers to everything, but they know probably five or six other people that they should give a, make a phone call to if something does yes. show up as a, as a bad situation. And that, that's, that's worth it. Yep. I mean, that, that's where I go back to that relationship network is so important. Yep. Yep. Feels like um, it's really good when you can hear it, have someone say that, you know, I have a team that, 
I can run this by. Yeah. 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 That's again, back to that, back to the passing that stuff off, right? There's just some, some things that again, ultimately the farmer needs to be the one that makes the decision, but all the background, all the, all the background, all the uh, fact checking, that kind of stuff. That's where that relationship, I'm I'm like you, I I feel like I shouldn't have to type in like, what's the best, uh, best knife for my anhydrous applicator, right? I should be able to make a phone call and, and that person <laughs> yeah. tells me which one it is. He tells me all the ones that it's not. It's the same thing on seed exactly. corn, seed beans. You know, I, I, you know, that's that's the place we want to be in with people. Is we're we're telling you as much what not to do as we are telling you what to do, and that's yes, a, that's a good spot to be in. That's right. And so, make sure you have that team, your trusted advisor at your table. Be aware of some of those human emotions that take us all for once in a while for a ride. Yeah. Absolutely. And to uh, slow down, be safe, different, and uh, make make conscientious decisions. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You couldn't have said it and summarized it any better than that. Is there anything else you have to do a follow-up or um, to what we've discussed or something else that's on your mind? No, I... I uh... I, I can't think of anything right now. I uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I wish I had an answer for twelve hundred dollar a ton anhydrous going into the <laughs> into this yes. fall or spring. Uh, I'd like to say that uh, well, we've seen it before, but you know, we've never we've never seen this plus COVID plus supply constraints plus yep. uh, in a current administration. Uh, but I guess the yep. one thing I will say though is okay the. I don't know. The positives of ag continue to outweigh the negatives. And one of the positives that we just can't, I I can't shake, and this is where I'm still going to be positive for a long time, is we have a world population that is still the lowest poverty level that we have ever seen. That doesn't mean we've got that fixed everywhere. Um, There's still way too many hungry mouths, way too many hungry mouths. If if there's one hungry mouth, we've got one too many. That's too many. Yep. Um, but but the vast majority have dollars that they can buy protein and 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 food sources, and so yep. and once they've known what that is not to be hungry, they have a very even sometimes they try really hard they they will they will not yes. come back to being hungry. Um, you know that's uh, so so I think that's a positive for ag because you know we are we are the the, the we are the backbone of that food chain right now. Um, so that's, yep. that's a positive for us. Uh, but yeah, there could be some bumpy, bumpy ways along the, along the way. I mean, just, you know, praise the Lord for these good commodity prices, but you know, I still, I still haven't factored in with, with, with inflation. I guess I, again, I should, something I should research a little bit, but like if is five, $5 corn, the new $3 corn, you know, I, I don't, I haven't really taken my time. Sure. I, I did see a neat, a neat deal where, someone had taken the time to factor up how many bushels of corn at current prices it was going to take to pay for a ton of anhydrous or, or, um, sure. you know, a pound of pea, a pound of K. And, and I, I say that jokingly, I mean, you know, well, I say jokingly that it would be, it may be scary to do that. It, it would be a good factor to look at, but then again, because fertilizer, the, the, the piece on P and K, especially that I'd tell people to be careful on that one is you typically aren't putting it out there just for that year. Um, you know, that's correct. Fertility is a, is a longer game than that. And so you start putting that across what you've done over the years. 
that's probably a more accurate reflection on a five-year average or a three-year average versus just looking at it year to year. Well, I was going to mention is you said that I think it was a year ago you talked about I think a good metric even is is you know dollar spent or inputs per unit produced. Yeah, absolutely. Because going yep. by the ton is a little bit misleading sometimes because it yes. almost gives you the feeling that it's almost impossible. <laughs> I'm never going to make this work. Yeah. <laughs> no. And it's like, yeah. I looked at that first time and I was like, what? And then I looked at it again. And I was like, well, I'm not applying necessarily applying that way anyway. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Cool but thing yeah, about, no, I, I think. Cool thing about ratios. If you don't like the way it looks, look at a different ratio and it'll, it'll be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I like, I like what, um, who said that um, if, if you manipulate the data long enough, it will eventually tell you what you want it to that's right that's right that's, you that's, if you torture it long enough yeah. i think is the way it says <laughs> that's the beauty of statistics right there but um that's no, right i yeah and i again i just not we're we in ag are not definitely in a spot where we need to be where we should be painting a doom and gloom but i i do think keeping keeping hold of the fundamentals that got us to where we are but I would even yep. still, I would argue that a fundamental is not doing it the way you've always done it. Um, that's, that should never be a fundamental. Uh, fundamentals yep. are, are those things like uh, we talked about finding out those key ratios, having that, that dedicated team around you or, or committed team around you to make the right yep. things happen. And, and you said something that I think is just probably overarches everything, doing what's right for your operation. Um, okay. you know, and, and doing what's right for your operation, it, it very well may be having somebody go spray your fields, putting the, putting the, 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 the um, oh, the decision-making not in your hands because, you know, that individual, they may have bigger fish to fry. And I mean, to me, some of the bigger fish yes. to fry are, you know, you have a kid that's yep. sick in the hospital. You've got family members that are hurting. Yep. You've got a bigger cause that you're working on. You don't also need to be wrapping your mind around some of those other things as well, too, in my opinion. Yep, and, and you also mentioned earlier another fundamental to me is fear, like you mentioned that. Yeah. And to me, that never changes. That's going to be with us. That's an oh, emotion yeah. that will always be. It doesn't change with markets or the cyclical times, really. I mean, it's always yeah. we're always afraid. When it's low prices, we're afraid it's not going to make it. When it's high, we're afraid we're not going to make it because everything else is coming up and it makes it more risky. So yeah. just – that's another fundamental. Well, so. and then the, then the other piece of it is too is, and we we're talking about this working smarter, not harder piece of it. But man, the the American farmer, our work ethic, by and large, yes, is. I mean, that's that's a big reason why in the ag world. I mean, you've got people stepping out of ag, the ag industry, to hire people that have farm experience or ag experience. The work ethic yes. within our our community is is out of this world, and so. We, we, there might be a yep. lot of reasons we aren't going to make it, but working is not one of them. That's right. That's right. We've got that piece. Yep. No. Well, well, in wrapping wrapping this up, um, I think you've already covered a few more uh, tag-ons and just wanted to say thank you again for your time and being here with us today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Wendell, I'm glad it worked out and always fun to talk to you, man. Yes, it is. And I want to give a special thanks to you and everyone who made this podcast possible on Agronomy Moment. And also to my one of my customers, David and Cody Yarick, they recommended this headset. I don't know how it sounded on your end, but oh, it's great. It's really done. It's really doing good on noise cancellation. Today it worked out. I was in the combine and I wanted to do this and Clint mentioned he could. And so I decided we're going to do both. Right. 
combine hey, and talk. Hey, I, I own one of those headsets as well, too. And I'll tell you, they are, um, they are light. I may look goofy while wearing it. You look great while wearing that's yours, right. by the way. But <laughs> no, I, no, I, <laughs> I could care less about functionality. I, or, or excuse me, I care more about functionality than I do looks at this stage of my life. So, um, yeah, yeah they, I look they work overly, out great. I look like I'm about ready to command a 747 onto the ground or something. <laughs> but anyway, um, we'll catch you later in the future hopefully and thanks again for coming all right sounds good take care thank you Bye. if you need help with your operation go to topagservices.com forward slash signups to receive alerts this is agronomy moment Hey, this is Wendell Cohen, show host and producer. Thank you to all those who made this show possible. This show is over. See ya.